0: So ReSound, the idea for it was actually birthed out of Resonate. And so as an audio engineer myself, I spent a lot of time editing podcasts. I remember just thinking to myself, like, it's a lot of time, like, editing the ums and ahs and like, is there a way to automate that?
1: Okay, welcome to Oh My Pod. Um, we are super excited today because this is our first ever guest on the podcast. And actually the first guest that we've ever recorded. So this is like the first interview for Podigy. Um, So our guest is Jacob Bozarth. He's the co-CEO of Resonate Recordings and Resound, co-CEO and co-founder. Jacob graduated from Middle Tennessee State University, MTSU, with a degree in audio recording. After graduating, he decided not to take the traditional path of moving to Nashville and working all the low-paying jobs for years in the studios. So he took a completely different path. He started editing podcasts in 2014 and within a few years came to the realization that he was probably sitting on something quite huge. So Jacob is the CEO of Resonate Recordings, one of the industry's leading podcast production companies. Resonate has helped more than 3,000 podcasts and has worked with 13 podcasts that hit number one in Apple Podcasts. So that's quite hard to achieve. That's very cool. Jacob is now onto another venture, his second company called Resound. Resound is an AI tool that helps podcasters seamlessly edit out all the filler words from their audio with none of the painstaking labor. And I actually met Jacob after purchasing, like I, I just was going around the internet looking for AI tools for podcasting. And I actually purchased a subscription to resound the second that I saw it. It was super cost effective and so I thought like well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it a go. Um and I like I didn't even think about it. I read I read what what the um what the mission was and what they were trying to do and I just instantly purchased a subscription and started using it and then uh I got in contact with Jacob over the messaging the chat on his on his website and we met up we talked about sort of the future of Resound what I would like to see as a a person who edits podcasts and um all that jazz so I absolutely loved what he was doing with Resound um and really excited to have him on here because this is like this is a really cool first guest for the show he's got a ton of knowledge I'm sure um, so yeah, how are you, Jacob? <laughs> hey, thanks so much for the
0: kind words and having me on. Yeah, doing well and excited to to connect today and have, have a good, good conversation with you all. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Resound like made perfect sense to me the second I saw it, especially because, um, we were looking at a lot of other AI Solutions for podcasting, for copywriting, for all these things, and Resound just popped up on on Google, and I'm really, really happy it did. I would love to hear more of the AI tools because oh, absolutely, you know, it's, it's so hot
0: right now. Like, it sounds like you, maybe that's another another episode, but uh the oh AI no, we should so we should talk about, so about. I it. know everybody's <laughs> jumping I'd love on. love hear what tools have been helpful. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're we're saving like immense amounts of time and money with yeah. just a couple of the AI tools yeah. that we're using now. It's and but like but i think that you probably agree like ai on its own isn't yet enough it really needs a human touch to to make it sound not like a robot still so um and obviously there's still like admin work and and some mm-hmm. creative work that the person the person element adds on top but um but yeah we've just we just taken ai by storm so we should definitely get into that a little bit later um absolutely but honestly like i want to hop right into it because I know that you've been doing this since 2014. I've only been doing this since 20, like 2020, 2021. Um, so, what has happened to the podcasting industry since you've been a part of it? Oh wow, <laughs> it's a big <laughs> a question. Lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember whenever
0: I first started Resonate, you know, it was kind of whenever this podcasting was getting just starting to grow. And I remember before I quit my full my full time day job in the healthcare industry and went went all in on Resonate, telling my wife like. There's just there. There's a wave coming. I can feel it, and like well, I got to get in on this. Um, and it's really proven to be true. Uh, it's been a. I mean, I've. I think whenever I first started, there was like you know we're recording on Riverside. There was ZenCaster oh, yeah. or Zoom, and uh, the quality wasn't great on either one of them. It was hard to yeah, accessibility, true. and so I feel like I feel like the barrier to entry over the last few years is just with all these great tools coming out, and even you know some AI solutions and. Just a lot of resources and support. Um, the barrier to entry, I would say, is just lowered significantly. So if yeah. you want to start a podcast, uh, it's a lot easier than it was oh, yeah. since us since I first jumped in. And, it's the uh, same yeah, thing for like re- releasing
1: music and stuff too, as well. Like there's there there used to be well, you needed a record label and now you really don't need a record label anymore. And it's honestly, yeah, like there's um same kind of thing has probably happened with podcasting. What about just like on a technical side, like We've been telling people that uh, podcasting essentially what I don't want to say needs, but pretty much needs the video element now. And do you agree with that? Like, how has that happened?
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I mean you've you've really seen video take off, and you know that trend of video. So I don't know. On one hand, I'm like you know podcasting being an audio first medium. Uh, you know, for me personally, like I listen to podcasts on the go me too. while I'm driving, while I'm working out, while I'm doing yard stuff. And so I prefer the audio format of it. With that being said, I do, you know, for example, like I like that sometimes if they do have the video, I can also see that and see what the guest looks like and yeah, uh, it's good. Pick up on their body language and their demeanor and stuff like that a little bit more than just the voice. And sometimes too, you know, I don't know if you all, but like I'll i listen to a lot of true crime shows and I have a picture in my head of what the host looks like. That's and so sometimes funny, it's yeah. just helpful to see
1: him. You know, it just yeah. <laughs> it <totally is>. it's <laughs> brings crazy, that yeah. to life a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, you can have such a picture in your head of somebody, and then it's so different when you see their face or oh, or totally. the same. Yeah, and
2: I was actually um, just like explaining the podcast like apple podcast app to my dad this morning because he actually listens on to a lot of podcasts but he only finds them on youtube i feel like the older people are like a lot on youtube and so yeah so they like they're not really familiar with the podcast apps or like even spotify like absolutely doesn't really know so like he's just on youtube and finds the either videos or even just with a still image and he just puts it on the tv and listens and does whatever it's really funny. So I yeah. feel like
1: there's 100%. definitely a
2: demographic I,
1: that. I think yeah. I think that the video is honestly like for me, like you said, like I never will watch a podcast. I'm only ever listening to it. But I do think that if people are like starting from square one in order to like, I think one of the best ways that they can grow their show is by putting these like these podcast clips that are hot everywhere, getting those everywhere on social media And with the video and with the faces and everything, um, we're really pushing our clients for, uh, for like face content, like content with Mm -hmm. their face. That's very personable. So the video for me is like, I don't even consider it as part of the full, um, episode, but to clip it up, I just think is so Mm freaking valuable that I can't like, I can't recommend doing a podcast without also adding the video element for promotion and for your social media. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I definitely listen only to the audio, though. I'm definitely an audio person. Yep. Yeah. But I like the content on like Instagram and stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I think you you all both make such a great point because accessibility, I was actually just discussing that with someone the other day. I was like, hey, if I send a link to someone, there's a chance they may not have Spotify downloaded or yeah, exactly. Apple Podcast, and anyone can open a YouTube link in their browser and That's listen to huge. it. So I think accessibility mm-hmm. is huge. And then what you said, Justin, about like why not you know it's like seo right it's like hey if you have a video for your content like like don't just write a blog like also put it on youtube there's a huge audience there and so i think i think people can reach so many more people and it's it's pretty low lift you know like you said to create a still image or an audiogram or just use a tool like riverside and record the video and also put the video up and um so i i don't know that that it's going to be like hey Podcasting is going to become like primarily a video first platform. No, I don't but think. So. Yeah, no, I think agree with video that. video does def is definitely. I think helping, um, just grow the grow the space even more. Hundred yes, percent more opportunities.
1: Yep. And speaking of the space, um, let's just like I want to hear about Resound. I want to know, um, like if you guys are. Uh, like h- how you get access to the ai that does that or <laughs> if you designed it yourself like i'm i yeah i'm curious about resound and you should also probably just tell people like what resound actually does like how it looks and feels yeah for sure um yeah great question so
0: resound the idea for it was actually birthed out of resonate and so as an audio engineer myself I spent a lot of time editing podcasts I remember just thinking to myself like a lot of time like editing the ums and ahs and like is there a way to automate that not the entire thing but just like streamline it and so we did um start training our own machine learning models we are a machine learning engineer who's still with our team at resound now and the first version worked we were using like more of an open source transcription based approach which is like tools like descript use that and whatnot under the hood um and it worked it worked not not perfect but it worked well and so we decided hey this is something we see value in at resonate we believe other people uh and even podcaster individual podcasters could have find value in this and help them save them time and money of post-production you know a stat I always hang my not hang my hat on but just like to mention is like 44 percent of podcasters have three or less episodes and i think that, for me, is, like, kind of devastating because yeah. I'm, like, people get into it. They're excited. They have something they want to talk about. They want to share with the world. Low barrier to entry. But then they get in and they realize, like, and this is my company's like yours and, and ours exist is yeah. because, like, the post-production is hard and it takes it time and energy. And so, yeah, Resound, um, really kind of the vision is to, you know automate parts of the production process that are tedious and really uh so the way it works you upload your audio it finds and recognizes your ums and ahs and then allows you to go through and review them edit them keep them adjust them and then export your audio and we have it set up so you can export as a mp3 a wave or a aaf so like you can export it for you know audio engineers and open it in pro tools or logic and hopefully working on other formats as well yeah totally (laughs) um so yeah, that, I mean that's essentially what it does. Is our kind of saying is like, hey, edit your podcast in in minutes, not hours. Yeah. Um, and I, you might ask me this question later, but it's it's really there. It's not there to replace audio engineers. It's mm-hmm. it's a tool, help to serve you know yeah, them. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yep. I've never I've never met someone who's like, I love tediously
1: editing ums and ahs. It's the worst exactly. part.
0: The creative elements and you, stuff you like that. You can love
1: parts of the editing process. I do too. We've outsourced it now, but I did it all to start, and I loved it. I still love it, but that is a part that I I really like. I dislike. And there's actually so I have like two thoughts of that, or I have one question and a thought. My thought about that is it's really interesting to be able to edit out the filler words like that because the kind of editing that I was doing for podcasts when I started editing was something more of like. A, I don't want to say authentic because podcasting is, is authentic no matter what, but it was more of a forgiving type of editing where I wasn't touching a lot of the filler words. I was keeping the format pretty much exactly as recorded um, just because of how much time extra time it takes to edit out those pieces. And for some people, I don't think that spending the extra money is worth the time that I would spend editing out those words for them. I would say just you know, I, don't, don't pay me the extra hour. I'll just leave them all in. It's not that big a deal. But when you use yeah. something like resound, it makes it so seamless that I just think that every single podcast that goes to use something like that is just going to experience like just a, a an overall rise in quality of the whole episode, because it's a piece that is very hard to do for every episode. It takes forever, but if you do it, it makes a big difference. Um, and so I think that yeah like like that that's my thought about it and my question um is this the only thing like this on the market right now or are there other people who are creeping up with this <laughs> um yeah
0: great question and yeah thank you f- for for saying that i I would agree and it's like you know it it's a science and an art right it's like you sometimes you take out an um and it's more distracting than it was in there yeah it adds um, to
1: the feeling of what they're saying i, <laughs> I completely agree
0: yeah. So before I answer your question, the one thing I will say, um, because of our connection at Resonate and, you know, definitely a conversation we can have with you all down the road, we are able to to use the audio data that we have to train our models. So we're training our own machine learning models, audio in, audio out data. And so it's not a speech-to-text model like a Rev AI or a DeepGram or Assembly, um, which are like tools, <clears throat> tools that are out there that have a filler, filler word removal tool like Descript and... Um, what's the other one, PodCastle, Yeah. Um, most of them use like a transcription-based approach. The thing with transcription-based, they're not as accurate on the boundaries because it's not training the data. The machine learning input and output is not audio in, audio out, and so, so it's what, a lot more precise. So what is it? So it's
1: it's, it's, it's recognizing, and, recognizing and learning over time the, the frequencies or, or the, the timing of the words or like... So is yeah. this going to get better? Like, is is the program yeah. going to get better and better over time? Because it, it will, more? yeah. And,
0: and we, um, that's really yeah. The more weird. it gets used, and then the more our data set. I mean, honestly, one of the one of the biggest things. I've learned so much about machine learning. I I'm bet. not a machine learning expert, but in working closely with our team and our machine learning engineer, Rafal, um, have learned so much. So, data is one of the most valuable things. High quality data in training machine learning models, and so. You know, we have a lot of audio data. We've manually annotated a lot of things where we've trained the models of where the boundaries are, where to approach the boundaries. So it'll continue to get better and better over time. And that's really kind of what we're focused on. So I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to say there aren't any other tools out there that I'm aware of right now mm-hmm. that, that do what we do the way we do it. There's a couple others that are approaching the problem from a different approach, which
1: yeah. I would which I would say candidly is
0: is not as good of an approach <laughs> yeah so this <laughs> but, is, this
1: is just gonna be this is gonna be from my perspective this is gonna be as um like it, it's such such a uh like a what's the word like um a home name for podcasting like people i i really do believe that this is going to be something that is a staple of the podcasting industry the way that a bunch of other platforms and, and tools are like i, I think that sure I, I just don't see why anybody wouldn't use this it, as even as it is right now and i think it's in the demo stage right
0: yeah we're very early um yeah. so we're just not out of beta we don't even have uh v 1.0 of our filler filler sound it's like v 0.5 yeah. <laughs> so And
1: it, it already we'll... saved me like several several minutes of of editing um which when you're editing in bulk is enormous um, yeah. So I think like podcast production agencies, or like people who have multiple podcasts, or just somebody who's doing it on their own. Like, uh, it just doesn't. It, there's no reason why I don't think somebody wouldn't use it. I think that it's just kind of yeah. a, a no brainer. So at this point, I guess it's just a, a matter of getting it in front of all the right people, and and then. You know, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna Yeah, want It's it. gonna be huge for <laughs> like sure. Like I'm, I'm the right people and I, I well, immediately bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Honestly, like,
0: yeah, you it was super helpful you reaching out because you know, that was our assumption is like, hey, we, we want to build this tool for creators, but we also want to build it for other podcast agencies, yeah. networks, freelance audio engineers that are doing this, like resonates. And so having you come on and kind of validate that assumption was was super helpful. And we we've had a, a handful of others as well that we've spoken with. Um, and yeah, I appreciate those kind words. And yeah, I think that's, that's really how we see ourselves is really kind of focusing on the AI editing component. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, as you know, there's a lot of end to end tools out there. Um, I don't know if I'm good to ask you a question, but curious to hear your all's perspective on kind of like the end to end tools for AI. It was just in general, you know, like even, uh, like anchor and even descript like expanding or even, uh, you know, even Riverside, like expanding and adding in other things. It's like, It's it's just I mean I see the I see the um the the like excitement of going there and being like hey we're gonna own our customer from end Mm -hmm. to end but I see um, exactly what you're saying my perspective is like you know I I like to select my own tech stack and kind of have like the best tool for each specific area you know so i would use like riverside for remote recording yeah uh you know i will tell i will
1: tell you like right away that i don't even pay any mind to um to the 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 add-on pieces of of the services like you're saying like when it comes to yeah uh when it comes to riverside and their clip yeah exactly i was uh, just gonna say the clipping clipping tool and everything We, we we don't it's just not uh like i honestly think if i was if i was starting my own podcast on my own, ready to pick up, you know, my like shorts and do everything myself and like, you know, get to work, then maybe I would consider using tools that are more embedded, but for what we're doing for the, like the fastest, most efficient way possible and best way possible for the clients. Um, no, I I completely agree. I think it's better to have separate tools that Mm -hmm. are specifically designed to do exactly what they're designed to do. Um, and, uh, um what's but, your favorite hosting
0: company i'm just curious well, like there's it, so many out there and it's it's in some ways like a very simple problem but yeah yeah you know, there's a, there's a lot of them and it's like the oldest uh SAS
1: tool in the podcast space we're yeah, actually just switching well, was yeah. uh,
2: we're yeah. switching right now
1: <laughs> well but but celine do you know who recommend who connected me with them oh it, it was, was Jacob. him yes so this is so, so he funny. Knows. so like
2: this was so cool yeah
1: so i'll explain um okay jacob connected us with a company called <laughs> megaphone which if correct me if i'm wrong but is like a decently exclusive platform like you can't you can't just get a subscription to megaphone right like you have to. yeah like, yeah they're more for like uh networks and yes. enterprise yeah. and like yeah stuff like that. so megaphone like utterly blew my mind when yeah. i was on the meeting with them and it was really it was really similar to the feeling that i had when i was on the phone with riverside that was uh they were telling me about the Riverside Studio feature where you can do a whole bunch of produ- production, like essentially run a virtual recording studio through Riverside. And I was so excited about that. And then they got to the price and I was like, what the heck is that? Like, you're talking about like the like buying a car like every year, you know? I'm just like, <laughs> oh, n- that's terrible. So huge shock. So I had a really similar feeling going through with Megaphone. I was like, this is all way too good to be true. Give me the price. 99 bucks a month. I was like, what is that? That is utterly ridiculous buzzsprout is what we were using before and uh buzzsprout is like 16 dollars per client per month and uh you know at around 15 clients that starts adding up so megaphone is like a quarter of the price with 10 times more features mm. and and client portals that are that our clients can actually log into and see their own statistics so i mean i don't know if 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 someone was just starting from scratch i always liked buzzsprout they were good their support was good Their their platform is intuitive but i really do believe that megaphone is one of the one of the biggest upgrades that we've seen as podigy from from all of the core services that that a podcast production company uses going from what we were at with buzzsprout to megaphone is going to be an immense change for yeah, us and so 100%. so huge so i would say the best the best program that i've ever seen i didn't even know it existed it was so good is is megaphone yeah. I'm really happy yeah. you connected us with with. Ray. <laughs> she's yeah, awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Glad to make that intro,
0: and I think yeah, you bring up a good point too of like the different. There's different ones for kind of like different different sex or different like kind of where you're at. If you're a beginner podcaster, Absolutely. you know, like you said, Buzzsprout is is a great platform. I love Albin and the team over there. Their customer support True. is great. Their support's yeah. amazing. But if if you're growing as a you know more of a network and industry like. Megaphone's tool is built for that, and so I think it's like it's finding the right tools that fit you 100%. in the right season. Totally, where yeah, and at. just for yeah. and it's just funny how things, for everybody yep, to ahead, sorry.
2: Don't worry. Uh, for everybody to be able to access their information for each client that's just huge because with Basprout like we had to um, send out statistic reports ourselves because we have the the login for everybody right and they, and can't, they can't log in themselves their, without exactly. seeing all of the data.
1: So definitely not ideal. Um, But um, let's, let's go to um, another topic because this is definitely nice for us to geek out (laughs) on, but I totally think that like the average person, when you're talking about like hosting platforms, (laughs) they're like, what is wrong with these people? Um, (laughs) So, okay. Honestly, we already talked about whether or not you think that AI is going to remove audio engineers, but let's go to something practical um you're deep in this industry um you're probably the the highest person I, i've spoken to in, in the podcasting industry and i really want to know um what do you think is the best way for someone to grow their podcast this could be like uh oh. like a hot topic mm-hmm. tip a couple of tips or it could be like yeah. a like a more general like marketing message like overall like what what do you think <clears throat> Oh wow that yeah. is
0: a great question yeah oh i think I think one of the the biggest things that you can do is really like word of mouth. um you know, we've produced a couple of true crime shows, and like those are kind of the extreme examples, but we've we had feed drops on other shows, and even though that's not technically word of mouth um feed drops just, just
1: just uh give a like an explanation yeah, of that really so quick. like yeah.
0: like um we would basically trade. Uh, another show like Dr. Death, and they would drop, Hey, this check out this new show, Culpable. And so they drop I a whole episode, yeah. Oh, well, or, yeah, or just like a kind of a teaser or trailer, right. like, Hey, exactly. I want to tell you about this new show or a plug. Um, and so I think just like word of mouth connecting with other podcasters, yeah, other people in the promo. space, figuring out cross promo, I think yeah. that that can be so valuable. Um, and the other thing I think is just consistency, you know, mm-hmm. consistently. Releasing your content, letting your listeners know when when the next episode's coming.
1: This is what we um, say, man. Yep,
0: and it's good you to know, hear it affirmed. I, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think your I think your quality is important, um, and just making sure that there's so many great tools out there today. You know, there's absolutely no reason why someone should be recording on Zoom these no, days. Like, I completely
1: <laughs> agree. Like, yeah, um, um, really quickly, what is your? Is it culpable? Is that the true crime podcast that you produce? it is yeah culpable um, so is that um is that with like is that under a resonate umbrella or how or you just yeah you
0: produce it yeah so uh interest that's kind of a loaded question so we Mm -hmm. we released the season one under another company called black mountain media and we partnered with Tenderfoot tv who did up and vanished atlanta monster um we actually rolled black mountain into resonate as resonate originals um just because we we had the the production team to back it and the, the production team at resonate was already the ones doing a lot of production. And so season two came out under resonate originals. Okay. Um, but yeah, as investigative true crime show and you know, I mean, we, that's an interesting cause like I worked with Payne Lindsay on up and vanish season one had always kind of thought like, Hey, it'd be cool to like partner with them on a, on a more like partner level rather than mm-hmm. just like, or we'll work for hire
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, doing
0: audio editing. And so, you know, whenever we, we had the idea, Dennis Cooper, who's the host, is my good friend, and he was like, "Hey, I'd really like to do a podcast." I was like, "Dude, i i got a I got a pipe dream. It might be crazy, but let's go for it." And pitch the idea to to Donald and Paint at Tenderfoot, and they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to partner with you all on this." And so, obviously, like that, there we gained a lot of their audience, and that's really how that show kind of started. From a
1: you're starting from a um, a much higher point than the average person who would who would get into the industry, um, so just like I'm really curious about this so you you are talking about Black Mountain Media which is a uh a podcast network right yeah if you want to call it that, that that's the, that's, <laughs> a distinction, <laughs> that's a distinction that I that I'm just curious about is like the difference between like the podcast networks and then a podcast production agency because so is Black Mountain Media you you don't own Black Mountain Media. Yeah, so I I did own um yeah we I have like
0: shared ownership with with other other people as well and Deni- okay. Dennis Cooper is one of those um so we actually we decided to shut down Black Mountain Media Resonate Recordings actually acquired the assets being culpable uh, after see. season one was done just because there was a lot of synergy between the two companies and so yeah, okay um then we did then we did season two under Resonate Originals and so even though you know it's still under Resonate Recordings umbrella uh. Yeah, it's the same company. So, <laughs> and,
1: and and how were the how are the like downloads and stuff? If you don't mind, like sharing, like how yeah. many how many downloads do you guys start out with, and then how many episodes have you done, and what's the what's yeah. the growth and the and what have the results been like too? Like for like maybe monetarily or or just in terms of um yeah just, like the the company. Yeah, before I share that, I'll the thing I will say is
0: just to affirm like the consistency, and then also just like putting resources behind marketing. So that was one of the biggest reasons why we, you know, gave up 50% of the show to someone like tenderfoot is because they're T- doing tenderfoot? so much of, tenderfoot TV. Yeah. So they're doing so much of the marketing, the yeah, PR, okay. uh, the cross promo on their other shows. And so I think that that's another huge thing is like, if you have another show or your friend has another show, like have them cross promote the show, tell them totally. about it. I think those are very effective ways to grow your audience and obviously, Tinder Tinderfoot had that on a very high level. I don't know if you're familiar with Up and Vanish Season one was kind of their their first show they did. It helped solve or brought a lot of light to an 11 year old cold case in Osceola, Georgia, and yeah. which led to two arrests. And so, wow, it got kind awesome. of a national spotlight. Pain was on, you know, Dateline, Good Morning, Good Morning America, like all these national. Uh, it says podcaster helps solve you know, 11-year-old <laughs> so cold <cool>. case. <laughs> that's an insane story. Yeah, it's wow. a pretty cool story. They did a TV show on it and all kinds awesome. of stuff. Wow. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, the launch board we had. Mm-hmm. So as far as downloads, um, total, I think Culpable season one and season two has about 38 million downloads. Um, wow. It uh, I think season one was well over a million downloads per episode. Season two, which was released last like winter, um, is average, like, um, it's a ballpark, like 600 to 700,000 downloads per episode. Insane. Wow. Um, and then. Yeah, the next show we released undetermined, I think it was eight up eight or ten episodes. Um, and it has about five million five million or so downloads. So um about five yeah, I guess about five hundred thousand per episode.
1: Incredible well. numbers. That's crazy. That seems uh like it's just it blows my mind to 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 think about that. And so the the company um who did the marketing for it, um, is this a company that like anybody can work with if you have the budget or how does it work like how how does is it a jaded industry or how does it like (laughs) i'm so curious about that a loaded
0: question yeah yeah (laughs) definitely a jaded industry now yeah Um, okay i mean man i think yeah that's that's like the monetization tool is is something that's really hard to figure out and i don't i don't feel like anyone i won't get off on a rabbit trail too much but Mm -hmm. there's still not like a great solution for it i think that's why like what megaphones doing is appealing to me because it's like of oh course. they 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 are doing mm-hmm. that, um, and there's not a one size fits all by any means. So no, Tinderfoot would be like a, the equivalent of a you know a Wondery or a yes, um, right, iHeart like Cadence Thirteen type mm-hmm. of company. Okay. So they they you know they they will partner with people and they take show ideas and pitches and stuff like that. But they they do get a lot of pitches and so really it was because of the existing relationship I think that. Um, yeah, and they like they knew we they knew we did do good production quality work. Of and, course, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we sent them a pitch and a demo and <laughs> a trailer or two, and yeah, they like, it sounds yeah, like the TV industry story. Yeah, it
1: sounds, yeah, it's very different from the world that we're in, working with kind of like individuals and using podcasting as not just for the full audio, but also for your full like content marketing, mm-hmm. social media, everything yeah. kind of yeah. sphere. So it's very interesting to hear um, what's happening at the highest levels of the of the industry. It just sounds a lot to me when you say pitching the shows. I'm just like, wow, like that's happening. <laughs> that's happening at the top, and while we're getting you know smaller download numbers, but still having a big impact on people's oh, yeah. overall businesses. But um, it, that's that's very very cool to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is there's definitely not a
0: one size fits all, and I think the application of podcasting. Is so broad, you know. It's like you have a branded podcast, you have an internal podcast. Yeah, internal so podcast,
1: totally. Yeah, a
0: lot of people come to us and they're like, you know, what is a successful show? And we're like, well, there's not an answer to that. It's like right. so mm-hmm. relative to like what yeah. your goals are, because I know people that have, you know, landed one client from their podcast that gets a hundred downloads, yes. and that one client paid, you know six figures to them or whatever that Pays was for, they the, got for next... the podcast
1: production for a year. Yeah. That's yeah,
0: totally happens. Yeah, So it's so relative to like what your goals are and defining those. Um, And so, yeah, obviously even going back to the uh, question of like how to market and grow your podcast is like, it really depends on what your goal is Yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. Of like what is, are you trying to engage your employees through an internal podcast? Are you trying to grow brand awareness? Are you trying to get other, you know, build connections for, yep other customers like what's what's your goal are you trying to get a million listeners and sell that general ads about rothy's and yeah such a
1: different (laughs) uh such a different world you're that's for some reason that's the first time i've ever thought of it that way but you just like made me think about it a completely different way because yeah like that you don't you don't need to do one thing or the other with podcasting your 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 goals can be really fit to whatever you're your businesses or whatever you're trying to get from it. And that we actually have a client who like just released his hundredth episode with us a little while ago. So he's been with us for like almost two years from the very start. When he came to me, I had no idea what podcasting was doing really. I was just producing the audio and like, you you know how it goes. Like you learn one thing and then you're like, okay, now I know what's going on. And then you learn another thing that teaches you that you actually don't know anything about what you thought you you knew. And that just keeps going (laughs) until eventually... drives you crazy but like you're just always learning new stuff and at the at the time he's like i want to start a podcast i want to do it weekly He's willing to invest a bunch of money in it which i thought was cool i'm like oh that's interesting like you're willing to to set some real money aside and at the time not really realizing how good of an investment it was and he said i really only need to get one or two clients a year from this podcast and i was like wow mm-hmm. so he's going to produce 52 episodes in a year and all he really needs is one to two clients He's a wealth manager, so his clients are incredibly high-paying, like they're high-value clients, low-quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, I mean, he's done it for 100 episodes, and he's still going yeah. weekly, so it's it's paid off. The podcast, we also work with a real estate team yep. who, like, first eight episodes, not that many downloads. Real estate is kind of a shoddy Uh, Like hit or miss with podcasting because it's very like geographically based, so you kind of need like a local audience when you're talking about local, um, local trends and stuff. So it's kind of a a weird thing where your audience is. Yeah, also it's really visual, right?
2: Like if you have a listing, like it's very visual, so that also kind of takes a bit away from the podcasting. But we, yeah, yeah, it's actually doing great. So it's
1: kind of it. Well, it's doing great, and but not necessarily downloads wise. I mean, it is still doing okay that way, but. But within their first eight episodes, they sold uh, like a, a house, like a, a quite a large um, listing. Yeah. So um, they paid off in commission. They paid off their podcast production for, you know, like four yeah. years or or however much it might be more. I'm totally guesstimating with that. But um, but the, the the value, I feel like the higher the value you have on the head of one client, like getting one client, the more your podcast is likely to... Just pay out dividend dividends on on the time and the money that you actually put in. So people are like, "Well, can a podcast make money?" I'm like, "Well, depends on what you mean by that because the podcast itself is very unlikely to make any money for the first couple of years." But
2: well, it always depends. There's
1: it yeah. depends who who you are too. But there's like ten ways to make money from it outside. Yeah, right? 100%. so yeah. yeah, but this is
2: so interesting no because we're like all podcast production companies. Obviously, like yours is way bigger, but like, it's funny how, (laughs) how it's something completely different, not just in size, but in what we actually do and, and who our client is. So it's like, like, we're not in competition whatsoever, even if, if somebody else from the same size, even with that person, we're not in competition because it's like so different and we're right for certain people, but we're completely wrong for other people. So it's like,
0: yeah, it's so
2: interesting like it's
0: yeah yeah and that you all being aware of that too probably enables you to serve the customers you serve even better mm-hmm.
1: you know totally. yeah you yeah. be able to we, would, to do we really like we well. would never take on an audio drama or something because we just <sighs> we don't have the systems in place to edit them and i mean we could yeah. but it's just not what we're what we're doing so um, yeah that's super cool yeah
0: i, I love of that about the podcast industry is that there's so many different applications there's there's no like central power source, you know, Apple no, man. arguably could be that, but they haven't, man. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that, that there's, yeah. you know, there it's, it's this indie platform, but you also have people like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and Who other are just, huge people, God, you know, it's oh, almost yeah, like man. social media meets radio meets yeah, TV, absolutely. You know? it's, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so we like, we're, we're going on, it's, it's 30, we're at like 35 minutes so far. And I, I honestly, no joke, could sit here for probably like a total of like yep. two hours and, and talk because there's <laughs> like it's it's crazy how you get into one thing and then you get into the next thing. Um so I would probably really like to have you uh back on at some point. And I was actually just thinking as you were talking about the um the guy who's doing the uh programming for your the data and everything for the AI. I don't know if that's somebody who would be comfortable on a podcast, but I'm just so curious about what's going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we could just like We can maybe throw that idea around. Um, So let's do, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we'll ask where people can find you and find Resound and all that stuff. So what's been the biggest, and this is probably a question that I'm more curious about um, from a business perspective, but what has been the biggest failure or hurdle or challenge that you've come across and overcome or maybe not overcome, but had to redirect in some way while starting either of these companies or both of these companies um i'm sure there's been some just mind-boggling challenges that you've had to g- get around
0: oh man that's a good question yeah and i apologize maybe one of the hurdles you can hear my kids just got home from school so i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, apologize if you hear any
1: no no it's all screaming good. in the background don't worry about it um,
0: <laughs> no that's definitely not the biggest challenge i would say <laughs> You know, I think one of the biggest challenges, and that, that's why, like, even I admire this about you all, is you all know what your focus is. You know what you're focused on. I think that can be the biggest temptation or was the biggest temptation at Resonate was like, we want to do all things for all people. Yes. You know, we want to build our own hosting. We want to build our remote recorder. And we did all those things to serve our clients. But I look back on that and I see how much of, how much focus it took off of, of like, what our bread and butter and, like, what we do right. really well. Um, and partly that's part of the reason why we spun out resound was like, Hey, let's really feel like there's a huge opportunity here, but we don't want it to take away the focus from what we're doing at resonate. So let's spin it out and do its own, do it our own thing as a new company. Um, and that, that was huge, I think for me. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the the other challenge, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, no, go for it. Go for it. I would say the other
0: challenge I think for me is just kind of like you mentioned, like you just, you learn so much every day and you learn so much about yourself, about what you're doing and, you know, just being open and being a constant learner and not getting overwhelmed, not putting too much pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, just like giving some space for myself to take care of myself, to prioritize my needs, to um, be, be like. Sir, like caring for myself allows me to be a better leader and care for my people and not get totally. burnout. And like, I think, uh, you know, I'm a driven entrepreneur and so I can just go, 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 go. Totally. And so just slowing down, taking the pressure off, just being like, I've been, I've been in the, Oh shit moments enough to where I'm like, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this, you know? And, yeah, that's uh, great, I man. think, I think as as individuals, we just, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and feel like, you know, it's all, all riding on us. And, Sometimes you just need to take the pressure off, be yourself, be confident in who you are, and uh, just move forward. And sometimes that's hard.
1: <laughs> I got I got one question on the figuring out who you wanted to serve with Resonate. You you mentioned that you had uh, worked with a business coach and that, or maybe a couple, and that it had it had been some of the most valuable uh, experiences that you've had for your company. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? Because I I completely agree. Yeah. Like I think you can save, like endless money and time just by working with somebody who helps direct your, your efforts. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think for me, so much of it was just like slowing down and reflecting, you know, you're, you're in the business and it's hard sometimes to see like what's actually going on or your, your vision is kind of clouded by the day to day, like chaos, right. Or the, the next fire you're putting out. And so just to stop and slow down and reflect and like brainstorm with somebody, I think that was super helpful. I mean, there's, there's a number of things I could say about that, but um, even today I was like, it. it's just, it's those things that come up and you're like, okay, yeah, I probably shouldn't have more than five direct reports. Like that was yeah. a piece of advice my <laughs> mentor gave me. And like, there's just so many things of even, even from trusting your gut to like, yeah, just, um, just a lot of good, like even cultural things of just like really caring for, learning to care for your people, learning to provide a healthy culture where people feel empowered, um i mean i think it's it's a lot of different things of so business coaches like books i know there's a yeah. book called empowered and it's more around product management and development but a big thing there is like with software engineers like you don't hire them you get the most out of them whenever you don't tell them what to build but you give them a problem and you let them decide what to build and i think you know That's we huge. do a huge disservice to people whenever we hire them and then we just like give them tasks say here do this do this yeah. do this rather than to say like hey Like, I want to empower you, I want to support you. Like you you are great at this thing, like you do you and do your thing, and obviously be there to support them, give them guidance and whatnot. But um rather than telling them what to do, just letting them kind of decide sometimes, I think is is a really valuable thing and you'll get the
1: most out of the person that works that you're working with whenever you do that. Yeah. Totally. What what about like if if you if you have someone do a job like a virtual assistant or something though, then I was just thinking about people who work with us and i was thinking oh i want to i do want to do that for them too but then i was thinking like how can i Mm -hmm. how can i give them like space to do it when it's like upload file here download (laughs) file here schedule task here you know i'm like okay i want to empower you but also like there's some admin stuff that needs to get absolutely (laughs) no yeah and i think i think that probably does apply more
0: for like Yeah, people and like leaders that you're empowering rather than like kind of someone who's doing a specific task. Yeah, okay. Or management.
1: I just don't want to be a bad company owner and like just give tasks because I was thinking I give a lot of tasks. (laughs) Hey, yeah, and sometimes you have to do that, you know. Yeah, good. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Um, Well, this has been super fun, man. Like, there's there's so much to learn from you. Um, We're we're like i feel like we're like young like we're like, like, like kids in the industry and i need some some <laughs> some uh some guidance this has been really really cool um oh, yeah absolutely man
0: it's been a pleasure to connect
1: and thank you yeah, yeah thank you for the time as well you're excited obviously to, very to busy
0: partner with you guys and i, I want to ask a question what's it like yeah. uh because my wife actually she worked with resonate she's now went back to school um counseling and psychology yeah. but she was a producer at Resonate so we worked really close together and I love working together but yeah. curious to hear from your all's perspective what's it like work because you all are, are yeah finances, right so yeah, what's yeah. it like working working so close together like what you do know. you think
1: what do you think Celine
2: I think it works really well it terrible it, like yeah, I it would does. say like 95 percent of the time it's um a huge positive that's me and you that it is me and you working because. We're just always together and you know, whenever something is pressing, like it's just no question we can do it whenever.
1: Yeah, you don't have to send out like a, a Zoom yeah, call exactly. link or something to it's, get a problem it solved. Has so yeah. ma- like,
2: especially when I started working for Podigy, um, nobody would have been able to do it like everything so fast because I did have like so many questions at first. So
1: mm-hmm. it was all yeah, questions it was at the all start. Questions. And we we had to we had we had to just go through that and uh and also, like, Celine obviously is not a native English exactly. speaker, and so I, we've, we've done yeah. a lot of work on... And I like, was a teacher before, to... like, I had
2: nothing to do with this at all. Yeah, so grade. Y-
1: you've got, like, a <laughs> so... teacher from across the world <laughs> coming into, a, like, a marketing slash entrepreneurial role. Um, so I, I was, there was a lot of kind of working back and forth on even just, like how do you write a professional sounding email in english like how does that and and let me just like
2: that's like where the ai comes in so handy because that problem is like non-existing now anymore like no problem whatsoever no but actually like it's it's awesome and i mean here and there i think there were like one or two things where we were like fighting about stuff but like it rarely happens, I feel like it works really well, and then obviously you have to make sure to not be just in work mindset all the time that's what
1: I was going to say yeah. yeah separating separating the work from <laughs> the rest of the, the life yeah. that is that's yeah. probably the biggest challenge like we'll go on a walk and
2: you'll just be random
1: it'll be like an hour walk and then suddenly I'll realize that we've been talking about work for the last yeah, hour
2: exactly um
1: but we love we oh, love yeah. what we're doing right now we're super yeah, excited exactly. yeah. um, and uh so yeah that that probably answers that a lot of people have told us like, oh, like don't work yeah. together like that's how you like people have actually said like if you work together like that's the downfall of your whatever yeah. and I'm like, well, I mean we want to be able to travel back and forth from Italy to Canada whenever we mm-hmm. want, and uh we yeah. we can't be tied down um and so this is our this is our chance to build something that actually that we can be really proud of like I'm really proud of what we're what we are building here. I'm really really uh, proud of the service that we offer to people and the the headache that we that we completely remove from a lot of people's lives and um, we're, we're creating, we're giving people a platform to speak about stuff that they love. I mean, there's a lot of fire in that. Like there's a lot of, I I always think of things between like things that are, that there's no fire and it's just dead. And then things where the fire is like really alive and people talking about what they love doing is an industry. If that's the industry that you get to be a part of, I mean, you're living in a world of just constant like light. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really like what we're doing. Um, and, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What about um, you guys?
1: So oh yeah. I, yeah, I was I mean, I was gonna say
0: I so <laughs> like my co-founder Mark is like one of my really good friends and Dennis is one of my really good friends with Culpable. And so like there's something beautiful. Like I, part of me wants to like we could do a whole series on working with your friends and family. Yes. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. It's it's so beautiful, I think in a lot of ways, because there's there's already that established trust there mm-hmm. that you have and just yeah. rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, spot on what you all said. Like, I remember one time my wife being like, Hey, we got to quit talking about resonate all the yeah. time because that's all we talk about. Yeah. And uh, it you know, happens. I'm right? Like, oh, you're right. We do yeah. need to stop talking about it. And, uh, but yeah, I think it, it is a beautiful thing. Um, it does have unique challenges, but it's also, in my opinion, like the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. Absolutely. So- I mean, what
1: better way to feel connected to your partner than to literally have them involved in arguably the main, uh, the main focus of your life, your, your career, right? Like to have your careers intertwined like that. Yeah. It's uh, just like everything else. Well, people go to work nine to five and they never see each other, you know, and this way we're, we're working on something together. We're accomplishing things together. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you guys for sharing that. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. No, thank you for asking. Um, so just to wrap it up, where can people find you online? Um, you can plug anything you want. Definitely plug Resound. Yeah, um, I think that, yeah, I think that people might actually just want to give mm-hmm. that a shot. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So Resound.
0: Um, the easiest way is just go to Resound.fm. You can sign up for free to get started to test it out. Um, you can find us on socials. I think it's at Resound.fm or Resound.fm, um, and then Resonate Recordings is ResonateRecordings.com. There. Uh, me personally, I'm J E Bozarth, B O Z A R T H, um, on Twitter, Instagram, all those fun places, LinkedIn, cool. we'd love to connect Jacob Bozarth. So
1: cool. And, yeah. uh, any podcast or podcasts to recommend? Oh, wow. Other that than, uh, other than, Coleful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coleful
0: is a great one. Um, totally. I bet. Another another one I really like, it's kind of a classic but uh I guess is S Town or Shit Town. Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard that one. I Never. Um that. and then the other one I would say I've been most interested in lately is Huberman Labs. I know he, yeah. he went viral lately, but yeah. you know, I think just like like going back to taking care of yourself, like physical health, mm-hmm. mental health, um mm, those totally. like just the holistic is is it's important, you know, and I Absolutely. think um I've I've enjoyed listening to those oh, things. Oh yeah, I could and talk about that in an some hour insights now. And-
2: <laughs> For sure, oh, yeah, I love totally. that stuff yeah. like that's yeah up my yeah. alley 100.
1: We were actually just talking about uh the human a couple or uh, his podcast a couple days yeah. ago. So that's that's funny to hear you say that. It has definitely gone very viral, but I think that uh I think that he helps a lot of people, mm-hmm. or that Absolutely. kind of message helps a lot of people because like being an entrepreneur, like your main tool is you, and so if you are not in the best shape, then it's just gonna like. It's it's funny because the more time you spend on making yourself better, the more productive you're going to be when you do sit down to do yes. work. So, it's kind of a catch 22.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you've read the book Build, but he nope. talks about how as an entrepreneur like you are an extreme athlete, right? It's not yeah. necessarily physically, but you you need a regimen, you need to sleep, you need to mm-hmm. take care of yourself and yes because you're operating at a very high capacity all the time yeah. uh, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, always thinking and you need to be in tip top performance totally. <laughs> mentally.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. No one know, ever
1: talks about that. As as well. That's, that's a really yeah. good take. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, I honestly think that somewhere down the road, we got to just get you back on, yeah. uh, and we awesome. can talk about some of the other things. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure that resound is going to have uh, a lot of pieces to add to its story once we get back together again. Yeah. And uh, and I'm really interested in, um, well, for everybody to know right now, we actually weren't able to use ReSound just because there wasn't a, um, a way to use it on Ableton, which is what our engineers use. But the second that it becomes available, we are going to put it everywhere in the business. It's going to become a staple of what we do. Um, so, yeah, I'm really curious to see how it evolves yeah thank you.
0: yeah, I would love to come back on and of course have some other uh, other people in mind that might be good to to get on awesome. here
1: totally. okay, great. thank you so much.